Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, Y'all are going to love this episode. We're going to cover so much amazing information. I can't wait for you guys to meet my guest and her name is Melissa Lynn. So thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited. I love bubbles. I love biz. So this is going to be the perfect mix for me. (laughs) I know. Yeah. They're like two of my favorite things too. And I was like, huh, well maybe we should just, you know, start, start something like that. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. It's awesome. Yeah. And I was just checking out your website too. So are you up in Seattle? I am. Okay. That's awesome. I'm down by Portland. I'm like out in the gorge. Um, Goodness. Okay. I love how we're like figuring this out right in the intro right now. Right. So I was actually born and raised in Portland. I was just there this weekend. I love, how long have you been there for? Uh, We've been in the gorge since 2007. Um, I'm originally from New Orleans. My husband and I are both from New Orleans, but we came up here like two years after Katrina. Oh my God. Okay. Well, next time I'm down there, we definitely get to connect in person. Yes. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah. My sister actually lives up in Tacoma. So um, it's just, yeah, super small world. All yeah. of these connections. Crazy. I know. <laughs> it's crazy and, how small of a world it really is. I know. It really is. It's insane. And I've met like so many like Louisiana people that come up here and just like we know some of the same people. It is <laughs> such a small world. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So you got your champagne and everything. How is it? Amazing. It's the one that you sent me. So it is a sparkling rosé which is perfect. I love rosé. I love sparkling. I either go for some type of sparkling wine or Prosecco. So it's always my go-to. So you hit the spot. Perfect. I know. I mean, champagne's just, it's like great for any occasion. Like it seriously is. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the, I'm sure we'll dive into this in the episode too, but so many of us just don't celebrate nearly enough in our lives and our businesses. And that's a big reason. I mean, of course the taste, I love the taste who doesn't, but it's just such a big, it just feels so, I feel like I'm always celebrating whenever I'm toasted or have a glass of champagne in my hand. It's so high vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. I mean, and it's, I know I've struggled with that too, like not celebrating even some of the smaller things that really do deserve it, you know, and it just kind of, you know, helps overall happiness. <laughs> yeah. Always. Awesome. Um, okay. So we, before we like dive into what I can't wait to talk about today, but um, so how long have you been a business owner? You know, like, what do you do? How'd you get into it? All that good stuff. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love sharing my story. It's such a, I feel like it's a pretty unique story, but I will definitely go into the backstory in just a second. So I right now, August, 2020, how are we in August right now? I can't even, Um, but right now I am an online business coach. I absolutely love what I do. I help women start, build and scale their online businesses to six figures and beyond. I've got many, many containers. I work with beginner coaches, service-based businesses, middle, advanced, everything you could think of. But let's get back into how I started. So I started my entrepreneurial journey back in 2014. And I was the 
I was the person that just grew up in the traditional route, traditional family. So I'm half Chinese. So growing up, my parents, my grandparents really pushed into my head of to be successful. You get to be a doctor. You get to marry someone who gets to help support you along the way, go to college, do all of, I'm like air quoting the things to be <laughs> successful and be happy. So I couldn't do the doctor thing. Blood and I don't mix well. I ended up passing Me neither. out. It was so, so bad. I passed out in high school in one of one of the classes where we had to like prick ourselves, blood everywhere. Ah, it was not good. So I made the switch over to engineering pretty quickly, which worked out well. I'm so great with math, so great with science. I was always ahead in school. So I went to college for chemical engineering, actually. So I was a chemical engineer for quite some time in the corporate real real world about five or six years after college. Um, And then it really got into my business. So I actually started in 2014 as an online health and fitness coach. So I just knew that I wanted more, right? I had everything that made my life look like I had air quotes again, made it in life in my early twenties. But oh my goodness, if if people could see how I was feeling and just see the day-to-day life that I was living, it was not success, not in anybody's eyes. I was working nonstop 12 hour days. I was on call on the weekends, going into the office on the weekends, uh, one week of vacation every single year. And just wasn't the life that I wanted to live. I have so many things that I want to accomplish in life, so many dreams. And I just can't do that when I'm in my nine to five, like travel the world, live abroad for months at a time, start charities, fund charities. You just can't do that really in a nine to five. And I was looking at everyone around me, my boss, my boss's boss. Because everyone tells you, just stick it out, stick it out. Once you get to your 30s, 40s, you're good to go. It's easy breezy from there. And it's so crazy because I was looking at my boss, my boss's boss, and they were still at the office when I was leaving. Mm. And I'm like, is it really going to get better? Because it doesn't look like it from my side. (laughs) So at the time, that was 2014, I was really into health and fitness. I was doing bikini competitions, bodybuilding events. And this was when social media was really getting off the ground. Mm -hmm. It was before Instagram stories, but DMs were starting to become a thing. Um, And people were reaching out to me because I showed and shared my fitness stuff all over Instagram and asking for help. And for me, that was like, ding, ding, ding. I can help them solve a problem. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow. I can go get certified. I can start this business. And so I started as an online health and fitness coach first in 2014, scaled that business past six figures, and then eventually loved the business side so much that I transitioned to business coaching a little over two and a half years ago. So early 2018, I made that transition and I just loved it since. And so that's kind of my backstory of how I went from chemical engineer to full on (laughs) business owner. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's huge. That's, that's such an awesome story. I love that because yeah, same thing. Like in my family, it was like, go to college and then you just get a job for 40 years and call it good. And same Uh thing. It was like, I don't want to do that. That sounds awful. You know, I mean, I did go to college and I did start a cor- like corporate, but then, then I kind of wandered off the path. <laughs> yeah. Totally get it. Totally get it. I'm right there with you. Yeah. That is so cool. And I love hearing like the fitness part too. Like I didn't see, I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that would be in there like chemical engineer and then that, and then business coach. That's so cool. 
Yeah. And I remember making that transition and I was so close to deleting my Instagram and starting over. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy I didn't because it just shows so much of my story. Because if you scroll, if you take the time to scroll, it's quite a scroll. You got to go quite a ways. (laughs) But if you do do that, you will start to see all my fitness stuff and all of that stuff. So yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely part of it, you know, for sure. Um, Awesome. So yeah, now I'm I'm excited to, you know, talk about scaling. So like, what were some of the things that you did to scale, you know, your business and like, how can we, you know, other small business owners that are online service-based, like what are some things that, that they can do to start scaling their business as well? Yeah. Such a great question. When I transitioned to business coaching, I was basically starting a business over. I was basically starting a second business, brand new business. And luckily I had learned so much in my first business that I was able to transition pretty quickly. And year one was six figures, which was 2018. Last year was multiple six. Now we're working seven and we've been able to scale pretty quickly um, for a few different, with a few different ways, a few different strategies. The first is always mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Mindset's huge when it comes to scaling. Um, But you've got to believe that you can do it. You've got to believe that you're worthy of it and you've got to, really believe that you're the person to create this transformation um, and then continue to create it, create it, create it. But really to start to scale, it's, I love keeping things simple, right? We Mm -hmm. as humans, we love to overcomplicate. It's like one of our favorite things to do for some reason. (laughs) So aggravating. Um, I love to simplify and, you know, we get to really remember to focus on both the front end of the business And then also the back end and what I love about the way I've structured my business, and this is what I really help my clients do as well, is creating a customer journey in your business that is scalable and really looking at your different offers that you have and tweaking them in a way where you can still create an incredible client experience while scaling and being able to serve more people in those containers. Because at the end of the day, in order to scale, you get to serve more people. Like it's, it's truly as simple as that you get to serve more people. And so there's different things that we can do. And I'm sure we're going to dive into all of this, but definitely different things that we can do in your businesses to start to move you into that next level by doing that. So for example, if someone were to come to me and say, Melissa, I need help with my business. I don't know where to start. I want to be a life coach. I have no idea where to start. Mm -hmm. I would first put them into one of my beginner programs and then we have programs for them once they graduate. So we all, we have this huge customer journey. So we're always able to fill our programs because we always have that next step for them. And so there's so much I could talk hours and hours about this. So we can definitely (laughs) dive into some certain specifics with different programs and softwares and all of those things as well as we continue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. So I guess that would be, I mean, you kind of touched on it. So like, yeah, say someone comes, like, what would your like first thing that they need to do, you know, like to just get started to, to start their business online, you know, service-based, like what would that number one tip be? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a a few. So the first thing that you really get to do is determine your niche. Who are you helping? Mm -hmm. What are you helping them with? And this is so important because my, you know, first year or two as a fitness coach, first year ish, I would say year and a half, I really struggled because I was not being specific enough. And if we're not specific enough, if we have not niched down 
instead of trying to speak to your person that you're trying to speak to everybody and I get it. I'm a people pleaser, recovering people pleaser. I get it. I want to help everybody I touch. Um, but when you do that, you're really speaking to no one, right? Mm -hmm. Because when I say, you know, I want to help people eat sustainably to you, that's going to mean one thing to me, it could be, you know, a bottle of champagne a day, which is not, but, and then to like (laughs) Bob down the street, it could mean eating McDonald's three times a day. So we get to be so, so specific with who we're, what we're helping people with, what we're helping them solve. Um, And then as you start to develop your programs, each of your programs or products will have a specific ideal client. Mm -hmm. So each of my programs have a very different ideal of clients helping them solve some type of problem. So niching down 100%. Second thing is start to add value as soon as you can. Start to give tips, educational pieces, go live, do training videos, add value because at the end of the day, your value is going to be your pitch. If you are giving, people are going to see that you truly care, that you want to help them. And as they start to receive these quick wins from you for free, this value that you've added, they're going to start to think think to themselves, wow, they've helped me with this quick win for free. I can't even imagine what it would be like working with them and actually paying them, getting one of their courses, that type of thing. And then Third thing I would say is create an irresistible offer that solves a problem and start to get it out to the world and actually sell it, actually ask for the sale and talk about it. Um, That's where a lot of beginner business owners start to see a gap is they're afraid to show up on social media. They're afraid to ask for the sale because usually they'll have a lack money mindset or lack sales Mm -hmm. mindset that they haven't spent time working on. Um, And because of that, they don't show up and they don't ask for the sale. And if we don't ask for the sale or if we don't sell, people don't know about our offers and we can't help them. So I truly believe selling is serving. And so Mm -hmm. we get to get out there. Those are the top three things. I would say if you're just starting, start to think about those three things and start to take action on those things. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. Number one, I totally, I mean, 100%. A lot of times when I talk to business owners, you know, I'll be like, well, who are you targeting? You know, like, what are your goals? Like, what is your foundation? You know? And they're like, um, (laughs) dot, 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 you know? And it's like, we're all so excited to get in business. I get it. But when we've skipped those steps, it makes it so hard and it's murky. And we're, you know, we're not, like you said, we're talking to everybody, but not to anyone. And so it gets all lost and, you know, we get, you know, upset and you struggle and defeated, like, and so just doing that simple step, those few simple steps in the beginning can just go so far. Yeah. We'll be a game changer. Yeah, totally. Um, and then, so for adding the value and you said like videos and lives and stuff. So I'm sure, do you ever get pushback from people being like, I don't want to get on lives. Like I'm scared. Like what would you, how do you feel about that? There's definitely pushback. Not a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a story that we're telling ourselves. If we're afraid to get online, if we're afraid to go live, like what's that block? Why are you afraid to go live? It's not that you're afraid to show your face. It's that you're usually it's someone's afraid of the judgment they may get from friends or family, Mm -hmm. right? They're afraid of what are people going to think if I screw up? And I like to share my experience of, I remember I was going live. This is a few years ago. I still remember it though. I was on my couch in the living room and I have the cutest little cat. She is my world. She's a one-eyed cat. And she, if you want to check her out, come peek at my Instagram story. She's everywhere. (laughs) But um, I remember I was going live and I was sitting there and she comes sprawling out. She was a kitten still. 
And she came and like knocked a pillow over and then knocked another one that came into me. I like fell over and I'm live on Facebook. <laughs> like hundreds of people are watching me. And if you just got to laugh it off and people get to see that, Hey, this person's like pretty similar to me. They're normal. Yeah. They're human. And they're going to really start to relate to you. If you can go live, you're able to add so many more touch points with that person via video and via just hearing your vocals because they can see your energy. They can hear mm-hmm. your energy and they can really connect with you more versus just seeing a graphic and a text from you on an Instagram post. Because at the end of the day, it takes anywhere from seven to 10 touch points for someone mm-hmm. to go from a lead to a paying client and a voice, hearing your voice, seeing you on video adds right. so many more touch points than not. And so definitely do it and start small, start small. I would say start with an Instagram story, five seconds on Instagram story, show your face, just say hi, do something. (laughs) Or something that we've done, we've done this inside some of our group programs for anyone just starting is create a Facebook group and bring in a family member or a friend and just practice with them. Just practice pressing the live button and just doing it and practice as much as you need to. I remember before I went live on Facebook for the first time, and this was years and years ago, but I was so scared. I had everything outlined in front of me, ready to go. And I, but you can see like the video before you press live. So I practiced by full live three times before I actually pressed live and did it for the first time. So if you need to do that, do that. Um, But get out there. We will not get anywhere in our businesses or in our lives if we don't step outside of our comfort zone. Yes. So we get to step out of our comfort zone. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if you've ever heard, like I've talked about it before on the podcast. Like I delayed starting this podcast for even like two years just because I was so scared. Like I'm not one to interview people or talk on the phone for that matter or like things like that. (laughs) Thanks. Um, But yeah, now, I mean, like the first few times I almost canceled it over a year ago and now it's like, I get to talk to all kinds of amazing people all over the world and it's not as scary anymore. You know, like it's not scary Mm -hmm. at all. Like just the more you do it. But I mean, the first few times I was, you know, terrified. No, it gets easier. When you do that first five second Instagram story, Mm -hmm. the next one, it's going to be a 10 second one and you're not even going to realize it. The one after will be a 15 second. And then you're going to start to create multiple ones since they can only be 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So just start. Anybody that's listening, just start whatever you're thinking about. (laughs) Baby steps. Yeah, totally. Um, So do you need a team to scale? Like, how do you feel about bringing on team members or could somebody just really start to scale on their own? Like, what are your thoughts on all that? I love this question so much. So I love using numbers in business as kind of a gauge of where you're at. So I usually say that it's about time to hire your first team member. If you're at about the 3K month level in your business, Mm -hmm. and this can be someone, maybe it's just a virtual assistant helping with some of those tasks that you just do every single day that Mm -hmm. are not in your zone of genius that you really don't need to be spending time doing because you get to be in your zone of genius and doing the things only you can do. So usually the 3K level is is that moment. And then starting to really hire a team is once you're really wanting to get to the 10K month level, 15, 20K month level, I want to say looking back when I was at the 10K month level, I had, I want to say one team member. And even when I hit my 15K month level, I had one team member. But for me to really make that big jump from the 15 month 
15K month to the 20, 30, 40, 50K month level, I've definitely added many team members. We've got seven team members at the moment. We'll be adding a few more, but start with one because it's one of those things where so many of us, we love to be the one woman show. Mm -hmm. I can attest I was the best one woman show ever. And it was so hard and so hard (laughs) because we tell ourselves it's hard, but I mean, our businesses are our babies. But we get to let go because for us to create an even bigger impact in the world, we get to ask for help. We do not get to do this alone. We get to bring people on with this as we do this. Um, And it's going to free up so much of your time Mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to do so much more. You're going to tell yourselves the stories that I told myself where I can do it better. I can do it faster. It's going to take me more time to train them how to do it. I'm just going to do it. But at the end of the day, once you train them once, boom, you're good to go, maybe twice. But it's going to free up so much of your time moving forward. And they will get better. They will get faster. And it's just so amazing how much other people can get done for you so that you can do more in your business. So usually the 3K month level, I say start with something, usually a virtual assistant. And then depending on what your focus is on your business, you'll want to have different team members. So when you move to the 5K, 10K, 15K, 20K month level, you may want to start to think about maybe a podcast manager or your virtual assistant can help you with a lot of that, possibly Mm -hmm. a social media manager. Um, starting to get into support coaches so that you can have people help you and coach in some of your smaller group programs that you can really focus on your higher level programs and your higher level clients. So definitely a mix and it really depends on what your focus is, but start to, as soon as you can around the three key month level, start to delegate those things that you just absolutely don't enjoy doing, or even the things that you're decent at, but get them out because those are the things that if they can be repeated by somebody else, they get to go very quickly. Totally. Oh, I love that. It makes perfect sense. Um, Yeah. I've gone back and forth on hiring someone and the same kind of thing. Like, um, I don't, it like kind of, I don't know. It stresses me out a little bit, like thinking of handing off and like delegating things, but I know I'm at that point where I do need to. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just love that you reinforce like everything that I'm thinking and that it would be okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's going to be okay. And as you're starting to look for somebody to hire, you can teach a skill to anybody. So I'd really start to look for that person who really is has the same values as you, someone who you feel could be along the ride with you for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Hiring and firing is not fun, but it it is part of the, it's part of the process as well, Mm -hmm. but you can teach skills to anybody. So I would say find someone that you really vibe with um, that you feel would be a really good fit. And you're going to feel so really just a whole weight off your shoulders because you're going to have so much more time. And here's like, here's here, here I am with my numbers again. So if you were to hire like a virtual assistant for, let's say five hours a week at $10 an hour, that's 20 hours a month. That's a lot of time for $200. If you were able to hop on a few sales calls and close a few clients at a thousand dollars, there's a few thousand dollars that you just made there in replace of that $200 you just paid for a VA. So right. definitely worth it, ladies. Um, and people, I know a lot of people 
they start to worry about expenses and things like that because they feel it's insanely expensive to hire team members. And it really isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of my team members are part-time and work anywhere from 10 to 50 hours a month. Mm -hmm. Um, My higher VAs, my OBM, they definitely work a lot more, but we also have some consultants that come in and only work a few hours a month for us. So really depends. It doesn't need to be crazy expensive. Yeah. I love that. Any good tips on where to find team members? Yes. So depending on what you're looking for, Facebook is amazing. If you're wanting a virtual assistant, um, you can go to any kind of virtual assistant Facebook group and Mm -hmm. post a post in there of the job description of what you need help with, about how many hours a week that you're looking for, hours a month. And they'll usually send you, they'll bombard you on Facebook. (laughs) So get ready. Um, But there's just so many people. Facebook is a great space. There's a lot of different companies that will also put you together with a team member. Um, Upwork is a great space. Fiverr is a great place to start as well, just for outsourcing. And then I love just to utilize my network. So any of my biz besties, my friends, that type of things, I really, really like to work with people that have worked with someone else. I know that I really trust um, just because of where I'm at my business. Yeah. That makes total sense. I love that. Um, and yeah, so I wanted to hop back to mindset for a second. Cause what you were saying, like the stories we tell ourselves and like, as you were saying that it was like all the stories I tell myself <laughs> as well. Um, so like, what would your, you know, where can people, like, how can people get started with their mindset or like, how do you help your, you know, clients and students? Like, this is what you need to start with. Like, focus Mm -hmm. on this. Once you get past that, then we'll move on to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is a really great question. And it's one of those things where I wish I could say, you know, once you work through mindset, once you're done and you're good forever, that'd be amazing. However, it's not the case. And usually when I work with clients right in the beginning, we want to work through some of those really big fears. So the fears around what your family is going to think. So I ask a lot of questions around that, of like what's been holding you back from starting your business. But we really want to think about what are the stories that we're telling ourselves right now? Some of the big, big areas around mindset that we can start to think about are your money mindset. So how do you feel about money right now? Does money make you feel gross? Do you go out and just spend your money as soon as you get it? That Do you have a trust issue with money, yourself and money? Um, sales mindset is another great one. Mm-hmm. So just start to ask yourself questions of how do I feel about sales? Like, do I feel like I am ripping somebody off the minute I promote myself? If yes, and we have some stuff we get to work through <laughs> on your sales mindset, which is totally okay. We've all been there, mm-hmm. but start to ask yourself these stories. Like, what are the stories you're telling yourself and how can you shift them? How can you reframe them in a way where it's actually serving you? Because you feeling like sales is sleazy and gross is not a story that's serving you. It's holding you back. It's holding you back. It's preventing you from helping others. And so really starting to reframe as many of these stories as you can, telling them, telling yourself them over and over and over into new ones that really serve you. So some of my big, big ones that I tell myself every day, and I truly believe them is it's always this or more. It's always this or better. Um, I love that one so much. And your, what you focus on truly grows and expands. Those are some of the big ones. And the more fun I have, the more money I make. So Mm -hmm. some of those are the biggest ones that have really helped me transform over the years. But journal, journal, journal about how you feel about money, how you feel about sales, uh, how you feel about social media. Like how do you feel about showing up? What's holding you back from showing up? 
Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you didn't go live this week, why didn't you, what were you afraid people were going to think of you? Just starting to really uncover some of these beliefs. And a lot of them, we don't even realize that we have so yeah. many of them are subconscious beliefs that start to come out once you start to think about it. So sit alone by yourself. Cause that's when all of these things start to come up. And I know how scary that can feel sitting alone in a room, <laughs> but this is when you get to do the work and you get to do the work before you can really be huge and successful in your business. And it doesn't stop. We're getting close to seven figures. I'm still working my mindset every single day and new challenges are going to hit you mm-hmm. every single milestone that you hit in your life and your business. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And yeah, you're so right. They're so subtle. It's hard to notice them. You know what I mean? Sometimes <laughs> and like they're just kind of there in the back of your mind until, yeah, you really take a second and it's like, wait, mm-hmm. why, why, why aren't I showing up? Like, why? Like, you know, why do I have that relationship with money? Like, where did it come from? You know, just being able to like pull it out into the light just helps so much. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, so this, this is one of my favorite questions. Um, what is the most effective or like your favorite way to market your business? Ooh, I love this question because I love just marketing and selling and all of the things. So social media is a great one. Um, and I do a really good mix. Most of my stuff is organic. And then we started to get into some paid advertisement, um, but really just showing up and being as authentic as I can mm-hmm. and really adding value. Our value piece and our business is a huge piece of it. If you go to my Instagram, if you go to my Facebook group, there is content literally vomiting everywhere. <laughs> Because we are truly coming from a place of service. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we really want to get out there. We want to help you. Like, here you go, here you go, here you go. Mm-hmm. You get to move forward in your business, whether it's with or without me. It doesn't matter to me. Like, you get to move forward. I want to create an impact. It'd be amazing if you joined me. Amazing. I want to serve you. But, like, we're just vomiting and putting out so much content. And it's a huge piece of our um, content marketing to really drive our business, at least right now in this moment. Mm-hmm. And then just having so many different ways to be selling in our business. And I think one of the big things a lot of people forget about is you want to always have consistently generation right? We get so excited when we sign our first client or our second client. And then we kind of sit back and celebrate, which we all get to do. But then we kind of stop. We're like, oh, I'm good until next month. But no, you get to consistently, consistently bring in the leads and, and generate those leads with some type of marketing, whether it's putting freebies on all the time, adding value, going live, hosting challenges, mm-hmm. reaching out and engaging on social media organically as well. This is huge. Getting on podcasts, collaborating, because you always want to have people flowing through for you to create a bigger impact. You always get to have new people coming to you and learning about you and seeing you because if not, you're going to sit there and it's kind of a, a t- I don't know the right word for this, but it's like, if you, if your pipeline's not full, like you will run drive people to serve and people to <laughs> teach and add all this value to. So you always want to be doing that as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad that you brought that up and that you guys vomit content and value and everything. Cause I feel like, you know, a lot of times too, when I talk to business owners, they're, they're like, there's this line that they're, people are scared to cross. It's like, Oh, I'm going to share too much. And then they're just going to take what I did and do it themselves, which again, yeah. that's great 
think they can, but we don't need to think of it that way. Cause that actually is, it seems counterintuitive, but the more that you share and the more value, you're actually going to bring in way more leads that way. Yeah. And a big thing we also get to remember is not everyone's going to see every piece of content right. with the crazy algorithm these days. Not everyone sees my stories. Not everyone sees all of my Instagram posts. Even when you're in a Facebook group, not everybody sees you post the Facebook group pop up in your feed. And so you get to be vomiting content everywhere. And if someone sees your post twice, amazing. It's even more for them to see because people need to see something seven to 10 times. So keep putting it out there. However, be strategic about what you're putting out there. Like don't just post to post, really make sure it's something that's valuable to your ideal client and has some relation to what it is that you are selling in the moment. So if you are, maybe you're selling a sales course, you probably want to be teaching and adding value about selling and handling objections and sales calls and things like that. And probably not like how to define your niche. Like those don't align too much. So really be strategic and intentional about what it is you're putting out there as well. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cause a lot of times, you know, you can kind of tell sometimes when businesses or people just, they're kind of throwing something up cause it's like, oh crap, I haven't posted in a week, <laughs> you know? And it's like, well, it's actually better to, I mean, maybe not even post that. Like it needs to be intentional because there's so much stuff out there. Everybody has access to like everything. So you really have to be able wow. to resonate with them. Yeah. And if you don't have anything right now, like that's okay. I have days in my business where I don't feel like showing up. I'm a human. Like there are days I don't feel great. And so we are allowed, this is your permission slip to repurpose and recycle. Mm-hmm. We repurpose our content all of the time. We're using posts that we've posted before because again, not everybody has seen it. And if they have seen it amazing, it's an incredible reminder for them to go through that content again. Yes. Yes. I love repurposing. And I think, you know, it's, we forget how easy it actually is to do, you know, like you, we make a lot of content and it's like, Oh wait, I can just kind of move it around a little bit and reuse it. Like it really is such a lifesaver and it's effective. Mm-hmm. 100%. I love it. Awesome. Well, we're to your favorites. Um, what is your favorite book? Although I just saw it on your website, which I've not read. I wonder if it's going to be your answer, but um, you're a badass at making money. I haven't read that one yet. Is it good? Yes, that one's a good one. Oh, I have so many. I have <laughs> so many. It's so hard. Um, that's definitely one of my favorites. That was one of my first like money mindset books. So I would definitely recommend that. I also, I'm such a big, I say this on every podcast or just anyone <laughs> I talk to, I'm such a big Tim Ferriss fan. So mm-hmm. Hey, Tim Ferriss, if you want to come meet me, like, hi, come meet me. But I love to. I'll, I'll tag him when I put this up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to tag him. He hasn't retagged me yet. Come on, kid. <laughs> I love his his book, um, the Four Hour Work Week. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big ones that I actually read that really early into my entrepreneurship journey when I first started my business. And that book teaches you so much about how to scale and how to outsource and delegate and so many different things that you can do so that you have more time. That was such one of my big dreams in my business is freedom of time, freedom of money. And so I read it pretty early on and it's just such a, such a great book that um, I still think about it all of the time now. So definitely that four hour work week. Um, and then I'll tell you, oh my goodness, is it okay if I tell you a few more? Ah. Yeah, go for it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we have a Bubbles and Biz book club. So that, tell us like as many because then we can just read them. 
So two of the books, any of my girls that join me inside of my signature program for beginner business owners who are just starting, they're anywhere from zero to wanting to get to five key months in their business. Um, I always send them a welcome gift and I send them two books. I send them The Go-Giver absolutely love it. Completely just changed my life when I started my business and the compound effect by Darren Hardy, such great books. Definitely recommend those two 100%. Yeah. I haven't heard of either one of them, so I'm going to have to go check them out. Oh, you're going to love them. You're going to love them. Yay. Oh, awesome. I, I love reading. Like I really do. Like now that my kid, like, so for a while I wasn't like reading cause I, my kids were younger. Now that they're like nine and six, it's a little bit easier. Um, so yeah, I'll just like all the book recommendations I can get. <laughs> I've got them all. Yay. Awesome. Um, what's your favorite drink? Okay. Non-alcoholic, uh, definitely espresso. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> I love my espresso, probably drink a little too much of it. I'm trying to get into tea so that it's a little less caffeinated. Um, I would think that, and then alcoholic wise Prosecco. Oh my goodness. Mm. I am just on the Prosecco train right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, so good. And it's like so refreshing, you know, for summer, although our weather is pretty cold today. How is it? We're up there. Ooh, it's pretty chilly as well. We, I think it's going to hit 70 in a few hours. Like mm-hmm. we're high sixties right now. Yeah. It's that's kind of how we are too. Like I have a beanie on and it's August, which I actually kind of like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, we've had some interesting weather this summer, but this weekend on Sunday, it's supposed to hit high nineties up here. Yeah. Us yeah. too. Like it's a total all over the place. It's been crazy. Yeah. Like we've hit a hundred a few times already. Oh, we have not hit a hundred yet. Ooh. We yeah, usually don't, been- we usually don't up here though. It's pretty rare. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's funny. So this was like, uh, actually last month, probably about right around this time last month, Uh uh, it was super hot here. And we actually went camping kind of up by you, but up by Forks, like up up in the peninsula. Oh my God. It was like a high of 62 every day. It was awesome. Oh, that sounds so great. And it was so pretty out there. I'd never been. Oh, it's beautiful over there. I love going over there. Perfect weather for me. I would say this reminds me so much of like Miss Congeniality and the date. We're <laughs> I love like, that movie. Um, I, oh my God, for me, it's like mid seventies. Mm, that's perfect. Yes. Perfect. Not too hot. Not too, not yeah. Too, not too cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Oh my goodness. Probably cuddle with my cat. Oh, I love cuddling with her or a bubble bath. Mm, those are those are both amazing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what's your favorite thing to watch? Ooh, I am the biggest Bachelor fan. So definitely <laughs> yeah. The Bachelor. <laughs> You'll have to meet my mother-in-law. She is a huge, like, she'll just ask me, like, these questions. Like, did you see blah, 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 blah? I'm like, sorry, Ms. Joan, I haven't watched it, in, like, I think since, like, college. I just kind of, like, for whatever reason, fell out of the habit. <laughs> she is a diehard. <laughs> yeah, it's my one reality show that I, I give myself. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and those are awesome because, you know, you don't have to like, I mean, you get emotionally involved, but it's like, you don't have to like use your brain, you know, you know what I mean? Like you can just kind of relax and watch. Yeah. It's a great behind the scene. It's a great kind of in the background type of show. Yeah, totally. Um, where's your favorite place to go uh, when we can, you know, all travel again Ooh, one day? You know, it's funny because I didn't, I never left. The first time I left North America was 2018. So once the same year they left my nine to five, cause I only had one week of vacation a year. Yeah. That's but, true. um, 
my first international travel out of North America was Japan. And oh my God. And I've been so many places since then. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been just kind of a travel crazy person these past few (laughs) years pre-COVID. But definitely Japan. Uh, Just the experience up in Japan was so welcoming and just so fun. Everyone was so inviting. Everyone just so kind. I, I don't think I've ever met people so kind. Like when you land on the tarmac in Japan, they everyone stops what they're doing and they bow to you. Like what? Like can we start doing that here, please? <laughs> so welcoming and just it's absolutely beautiful. I like guess you go through the countryside. Um, definitely, yeah. I would say Japan. Bali's pretty close to that too. Mm, I've heard amazing one. things. Yeah, but I've also I haven't traveled. There's so much of Europe I haven't seen yet. So we'll say for now, Japan. Um, but there's just still so much more to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems like such a neat culture in such a pretty country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend. That's awesome. Awesome. So where can everybody find you so they can, you know, connect with you, like your website, social media, all that good stuff. Yes. And I'll put all these in the notes. Please come hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle's at the Melissa Lynn. And then anything and everything you need about me, my podcast, all of that stuff, it's all on my website, themelissalynn.com. Awesome. And what's the name of your podcast? So I can include that too. Oh yeah. It's called the Fierce Business Babe Podcast. So a big part of my brand is the Fierce Business Babe. My Facebook group, a lot of my program names are after that. So it's a huge part of it. So yeah, go check us out over there too. Oh, I love that. I love the name. It's perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. I took so many notes during this and I know my <laughs> listeners are just going to love all of like the information and tips and everything that you shared. So I just really appreciate all of it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Yeah. This is super like, yeah, it was a blast. And since we're not that far from each other, we really do have to meet in real life one day. We will. We will. After all this COVID, maybe once we get our vaccines and all right. I know. (laughs) I know. Hopefully it's all soon. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you again. And um, thank you so much for listening, everyone.